Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It could just make hard. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with my special guest, Jay Golden, the one, the only Buenos golf dias. instructor extraordinaire. And um, the big summer golf card. We've been talking about it. It's here in Orlando. And right now, through the end of June, for 30 bucks, that's half price, you can get your big summer golf card. And it goes longer than the summer. You can play through October, and some of the courses you can play clear through December. The Big Summer Golf Card offers you the best deals in town on some of the best courses. We're talking Disney, Orange County National, uh, all the ones you would expect to be there. Go check it out, bigsummergolf.com. And we're going to give one away free to caller number Three. And it is exciting, this card. And I say that because Holly is talking with her hands. 407. She, she's excited. 916-8255-407-916-8255-407-916-8255. Get your big summer golf card right now. And we're going to go to one of... Our favorites for the Golf Insiders, now writing for the Golf Insiders blog. Please check it out at the Golf Insiders. We've got some of the best writers in the business doing our blog, and he was working his tail off last week. Never heard him quite so animated. Uh, I think maybe he had had some bratwurst-flavored custard uh, last week at the U.S. Open. But once again, we've got Gary Van Sickle on the line. Hey, Gary. Well, I get excited when I go to Milwaukee because you have to go to Cops Frozen Custard and get a strawberry shake. Oh, and boy. I did several times. It's mm. awesome. Yes. And um, I don't know. You think Brooks Kepka went there and had himself a big strawberry shake after the big win on Sunday? Uh, he probably didn't have the inside information that only a former longtime Milwaukee resident would have. So probably not. But there was one in Brookfield, which is right your way back toward the airport on Blue Mountain Road. So he could have, but I, I kind of doubt it. Who's the best pitcher in the history of the Milwaukee Braves? The Milwaukee Braves? Well, it's got to be uh, Warren Spahn. Right. Ooh, there we go. Who also pitched for the New York Mets, but you didn't know that. Uh, I think I forgot that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lou, Burdett, Lou Burdett was pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. They had a lot of guys. Oh, they yeah. had a lot of... You know, they had some guys who were uh, Mac Jones had a, was an outfielder. He had a couple of phenomenal years, but he was overshadowed by a couple of guys named Aaron and Matthews and Adcock and Crandall. Oh yeah, pretty good teams. Oh yeah. So they Gary, the Yankees. That was it's one of the great World Series of all times, where the nobodies from Milwaukee beat the great Bronx Bombers. One of the great upsets in baseball history. It was luck. There is no team that could beat the New York Yankees. Coastal well, the report. Pirates beat them, too, so Yankees kind of, you know. All right, I think our golf show has been totally uh, totally uh, hijacked. hijacked here. Hijacked by the Yankees. Hijacked <laughs> by the Yankees, but that's okay because I'm a New Yorker. So, Gary, I want to know, on Sunday, looking at that leaderboard, were you were you picking Brooks Kepka? Who 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 were you thinking was going to be hoisting no, the trophy? I, you know, it was funny because, 
I always say the at a U.S. Open, the lower the score, the better the winner. And looking at that leaderboard, the lower the scores were low, and it was, you know, a collection of guys from column B that you really didn't think uh, were U.S. Open champion material. And Kepka is one of those young guys you don't really know what he's capable of. But most of the other guys, you know, Brian Harmon, we pretty much know what he's capable of. And none of those guys really look like an odds-on favorite. You know, I, I still thought, you know, Ricky Fowler had a good first round, but Friday and Saturday he didn't play all that good. So I kind of didn't think he was going to come back either. I I, there were, I didn't know who to pick. You know, I, there was nobody left there that you're going, well, he's the guy to beat because they all either were inexperienced or hadn't done it or – Hadn't played that great. So, uh, yeah, Kepka looks simple now. He got hot at the right time and blew everybody away. At least everybody else left, went home going, I didn't lose the Open. Brooks Kepka just buried us all. Yeah, so, and, and that's, that's... I think that made a lot of guys feel better. You know, Justin Thomas looked like a world beater, and then he couldn't couldn't get it done yeah, Sunday. Six, but it, how about, said, how about you know, yeah, I, 63, right, for, for yeah. the scoring record? And he doesn't end up, you know leading the tournament (laughs) well you know that's right and you know the conditions changed you had three days where it was a little breezy at times not that much the greens were soft you come to sunday the greens are still soft but the wind was up 15 to 25 miles an hour you know in the morning in the the afternoon then it kind of died a little bit but it was completely different golf course sunday was the way given that you're going to have soft green, Sunday was the way you wanted to play. It was a challenge on Sunday until the wind faded middle of the afternoon. Well, so, uh, you know, I think that, I think that's, I think that showed you that Aaron Hills was in fact a U.S. open quality venue because you saw it on Sunday when there was some wind and you realize, you know, you might have to have some fairways widen up. Milwaukee is usually pretty windy and it gets windy. And all of a sudden that deep stuff was in play. And you need to give these guys room. And the problem was it really wasn't windy the first three days, and it was soft. Why were the so, greens I mean, that you know, soft? You can't control the you can't control the weather. But Why that, were the greens that soft? Did it rain a lot? Did they water them a lot? Yeah, I had an inch and a half of rain Monday night. It rained uh, quite a bit Wednesday night. You uh-huh. had more rain Friday night, more rain Saturday night. I oh mean, boy, there was no way to there was no way there was nothing to be done. And you give these guys soft greens, it doesn't matter. You could put the pins in the bunkers, and they're going to shoot low. So. You were you were behind the eight ball. You couldn't fix that, and uh, only and, win could have saved the day. And it did on Sunday, but that was the only day. And let's face it, the USGA was uh, taking their risk management very low. Yes, well, exactly. This was the year they needed to have the U.S. Open without incidents, without rulings, without controversy, without anything. And if that means scoring's lower. Uh, so be it, and I, you know, they got what they needed. Nothing, nothing. There was no big, big other story. So I, I think they had to be happy. You know, it's a great venue as far as they got room to put as many luxury suites as, in as they want and make all kinds of money. And they've got parking. Did you hear anybody complaining about traffic? All these little country roads fed up people in there. You know, nothing really went wrong that was important other than some people didn't like low scores in the U.S. Open. And what about and, the uh, uh, the poor ratings and uh, the the big names missing the cut? Yeah, well, if the course was so easy, why did the best players in the world miss the cut? Anybody got an answer for that? My point exactly. Yeah, yes, but no, I don't want to tell you. So easy. 
Justin Johnson missed. I mean, it was so easy. Why are the three of the four? How did they miss the cut if it's so easy? So, uh, yeah, look, golf doesn't have very many marketable commodities right now. You can say, but you, you know, everybody likes Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth and Jason Day and Rory, but they don't command audiences the way Tiger or Phil did. And now when you throw those four guys out, why would you get an audience with Brian Harmon and Justin Thomas and Tommy Fleetwood? Nobody in America even knows who he is. He looks like looks a like guy he should be in a caddy yard. You know, he's, he's awesome. But <laughs> looks like he should be serving black and tans at a British pub. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't. He had no no identifiable. Look, you you can't control your TV ratings because you can't control who's going to be in contention, and that's you know the best player. Best player this week won. Not always the guy you want, you know. Scott, Mc, uh, Sean McKeel won the PGA Championship one year, and people barely knew who he was. He and he and Chad Campbell. I've always wanted to do this story. In fact, at Oak Hill, that was when the rough was eight inches deep. And I was there. At all ability, they they were paired together all weekend. They had one of the great thirty-six hole weekend duels in major championship history. Did anybody notice? No, because nobody cared about either one of them. Nonetheless. Somebody should go back and chronicle what a duel that was. And I, I mean to do that, and I, it's been, what, 10 years, 15 years, I still haven't done it. But Do you think Bruce Koepka uh, wins you like, If you don't like, if, if you have to be invested in a, in a character, if you, if you like golf, you like to watch good golf. If you just like a couple of names, then you probably don't really like golf. You think Brooks Koepka wins another tournament this year? He could. I mean, I, I, you know, the question with Brooks Kepke is if he's so – these guys on TV are like, oh, the floodgate's going to open. I'd like to know anytime anybody ever won a tournament and the floodgates open afterwards. It never <laughs> But this guy's 20 – look, he's got everything. If he's – here's the thing. When he plays his best golf, he looks like he could be number one in the world, didn't he? But he doesn't play like that all the time. Otherwise, he would be there. So, I, you know, he could win another one. Absolutely. He looks like he should. But, uh, you know, I don't know what his deal is and why he hasn't done better. I mean, he not only he only won Phoenix, and he hasn't really been in contention all that often for being a guy who's got the whole skill set. So you would have to say you would expect him to win again, win twice in a year. But I, I don't know. I don't know. He's like Dustin Johnson. You just don't know how interested he is in golf and how interested he is, is sitting on his boat and sitting by the lake and hanging out with girls. I mean, who knows? Well, at least Brad Faxon got the name of his girlfriend right. Joe Buck didn't, but uh, we won't even get into that part. Well, why of... is you know here's why is Joe Buck? I mean, they brought Brad Faxon in to be oi, like oi, MC. oi, Fox. And so why is Joe why is Joe Buck even in the tower anymore? Ah, oh, I that's his the million that's replaced. a million dollar question. You know, come on. Yeah, his, he's, his job has been replaced by Brad Faxon. You know, when you're a baseball announcer, you're forced to be kind of the commentator and the color guy and tell stories. And he's on there, and he's not the commentator because he's like in no man's land there. It's really awkward in there. Uh, there's, and that, other than, you know, I, I didn't get to hear a lot of it. I read some reviews. I mean, Azinger is always tremendous. But every time I heard Joe Buck, he just seemed like a fish out of water talking about the stuff, he's, the notes he's reading off his, you know, from his researchers. So I it's I our it's our national championship, you know. Would they bring the C team in to broadcast the Super Bowl? No. 
And uh, shame on the USGA for making well, the that problem is he's, business. He's their A team, you know. Joe Buck is their A team. They thought. not in golf. He is. He has made major blunders at every one that I can think of. You know, going back to Chambers Bay when Dustin Johnson's in the twelfth hole, he's got a two shot lead. They go to commercial break, and Joe Buck says, "Dustin Johnson's got a stranglehold on this tournament, a two shot lead with seven to play." <laughs> and Greg Norman sitting right next to him would have been a good time for Greg Norman to say, "Well." Let me just tell you from experience, two shots <laughs> isn't really that much. But Greg didn't say anything to help him out either. Oh, and the Women's Open later that year at Lancaster, he said the same thing. N.G. Chun had a two-shot lead with like five to play, mm-hmm. and he's handing her the title. Somebody needs to tell him that two shots isn't anything in golf. You can lose it in one hole. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he hasn't figured that out yet. And we've got, what, seven more years? But, hey, uh, they'll figure it well, out. I don't know. Is there, hey, there's a rumor that, Fox has an opt-out clause after five years, and they are losing their shirts on this deal, from what I've heard. So, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. I think it is, but I, I can't verify. It. But I, I wouldn't be shocked. They lose so much money after five years, they might just cut their losses and get out. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, Gary Van Sickle, as always, thank you. We appreciate your time. Check him out on the Morning Read, MorningRead.com. Great new. E-zine you can get every morning in your mailbox. Check them out on the Golf Insiders. And where else, Gary? You're writing everywhere. Yeah, occasionally the grain.com, but, you know. And, uh, you know, and if you, you can find me on Twitter at GaryVanCircle at Twitter.com. All right. Good One job. of our best. Thank you, Gary. You're listening to the you Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back.